from uh from Indiana Jones. Like we have top men investigating. Indiana Bones. Men. Indiana Bones. <laughs> That is definitely a porn parody right there. Indiana Bones. (laughs) Absolutely. It is. It is all about bottoms. Final excavation. Like final destination. Yeah, I got you. I liked it. (laughs) I liked it a lot. You don't think he, he gets almost caught and he's with someone who's helping him and he says, do you think no i don't i don't and you know what william we were so close to the end and you're just like hey how many more punts can i throw in here oh uh, no we've totally broken apart <laughs> she's gotta look it up right now uh, okay so um olivia what is our dinosaur uh star sign okay uh as a bunch of Libras, we are the Gallimimus. Now, what is the Gallimimus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. It's not a very recognizable one. Um, so I'm on, I guess this is like a Jurassic Park Zodiac sign vlog. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if these are all just Jurassic Park dinosaurs. Um, but this, this picture is definitely from Jurassic Park. So these are the bird-like creatures uh, that run across the field when like the kids ha- and the mom, the kids and the the ostrich looking asses laura dern has to like hide behind the yeah uh kind of yeah but they're a bird-like creature that's a herd animal that always operates in groups and hates being separated from the rest of its kind it also prefers to run from danger an easy objective thanks to its powerful legs and bodies built for sprinting (laughs) i'd agree with that i think i have pretty powerful legs yeah i was about to say i think that i think that we have pretty powerful legs Uh, I yeah. am pretty bird-like. Christian I, does run from danger. Yeah, I I also run from danger. And I don't, I from, but I'm an idiot. So. I run from the danger that is birds outside on my uh on my balcony um who've taken over my balcony and built a nest there and now like fly and attack me if I go outside. <laughs> um, so full circle, you know. Welcome to We Wrote the Book, where every episode we write the story for a brand new musical in about an hour. I'm Christian Adderholt, joined by co-host Olivia Wise. Hi. And today we are joined by a very special guest, William Soler. Oh, we're, we're going to stick with that. Okay, yeah, hi. Hi. Uh, yep, I'm William. Uh, William Soler, yes. William Soler, our special guest. I don't, I don't know why you guys keep saying my last name, but uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's because it's such a good last name. It yeah, is. Yeah, I understand. Uh, it's a lot easier to say than mine. Don't even worry. Don't even try to. It's we fine. Could, we could shorten it to Wilson. You want to be called Wilson? I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> so actually, the reason I'm using your last name right now, William Solar, is because the story that we want to tell today is about two men that really – probably went by their last names because their first names were wild. We're going to try and tell the story today of the Bone Wars. This is um, two archaeologists that spent all of their money, their credit, their reputation, and their time trying to just like one-up each other during a time period called the Great Dinosaur Rush. Um, they used spies, subterfuge, they even fucking used dynamite. But in the end, we kind of don't remember their names, so I thought it would be fun to see see what actually happened because it's wild the these two men that we're talking about in the bone wars are 
Othniel Charles Marsh. Terrible name. Which I will be referring to as Marsh because what a name. I kind of like the name. I mean, I'm partial to a name that starts with O. Oh, yeah, because your name is, what, Bolivia? Yeah, exactly. All the kids from my very small town school used to call me Bolivia. That was, like, the big joke for them. That was the the big joke. That was the big joke. How small was your town? Yeah, not much happened. No, not... (laughs) That was the big joke. Like, at homecoming, they just, like, tell that joke over... The homecoming speaker. I graduated with a class of 21 people. That's how small it was. So, Olivia, who was the other person? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's got a great name. Um, His name is Edward Drinker Cope. Is it Edward? Did I say that right? Yeah, it's Edward. Okay, great. Edward Drinker Cope, which is, what kind of name is that? A, A name for a faded alcoholic. That's what I, that's what I think. Yeah, like drinker who what what could possibly even if that was somebody's last name what did that person do that their last name was drinker i think that's his middle name no i know but like a lot of times they'll be named after like your middle name will be like your mother's maiden name oh that's not true for me well it's not true for me either (laughs) it's true of me there you go so like what could what would drinker be (laughs) Maybe he was just a milk guzzler as a baby. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Lord. They were like, we got to really think of something that fits this kid. But all he does is guzzle milk. Talk talk about a word that just makes me entirely (laughs) too uncomfortable. Guzzle? Guzzle. Guzzle. Followed by milk. Guzzling milk. (laughs) I don't. Oh, God. Is chugging milk better? Yes. Chugging milk sounds a little bit better than guzzling milk. <laughs> okay. Because so I... uh, guzzling milk is entirely too homoerotic. I and mean... I'm a fan of the homoerotic. But just mm. Well, I don't know how to I don't know how to come to, to you know, to segue from that, so I'm just gonna um <laughs> I'm I'm just going to talk a little bit about like some of the crazy things that they did during the Bone Wars and we will talk more about Martian and Cope when we actually start like making the musical cuz it they've got a lot of fun parallels that I think we'll be able to play with. They uh like I said they both regularly used spies. They did a lot of um they a lot of their excavation their fossil hunting was done out west and they would use proxies and they would constantly be trying to hire away the, the other's workers, so that way they could spy on them, lead them away from the good fossil sites. It was it was pretty messy. They would also do things like breaking useless bones, like useless fossils, so the other one wouldn't have anything to find or catalog, because once they found one version of it, they're like, we don't need duplicates, and they'd break it so nobody else could find it, which doesn't seem very scientific to me. But hey, I wasn't a scientist in the 1800s. And then they uh they would fill up excavation sites like so once they had found the fo- bones that they liked they just fill that son of a bitch all the way up again so you'd have to dig everything out and everything would be misplaced so you wouldn't be able to tell what was what. That's wow. just so petty. Yeah, <laughs> the most petty shit. Pops one of the biggest ones at least for Cope was he put together a skeleton incorrectly. Um, I can't remember how to pronounce it, but it was basically like a giant. Um, if you've seen. Jurassic Park. It's like it's it's the one that looks like a brontosaurus, but it's in the water. It has like the little flippers instead of the legs, and um, he put the head on the tail and the tail on the head. And uh, Marsh discovered that he was wrong, 
published his incorrect published his correction and then cope was humiliated to the point where he tried to he spent so much money buying every edition of that publication to try and keep people from seeing that he was wrong classic i hope marsh published it like in a cartoon like in the new yorker yeah in the new yorker (laughs) like i can't make heads or tails of this yeah. And how it's somehow it's a uh, it's a commentary on the administration, which it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> like so, they did stuff like that. Um, a fun one was Cope found a dino. They were both finding different dinosaur skeletons, fossils, and Cope pub- tried to publish it under a name, a dinosaur name that was already taken. And then Marsh came up behind him <laughs> and published it using a different name. Wow. To take credit, because he used a name that he knew wasn't taken, and Cope didn't know that, so he just kind of jumped and took everything that Cope did and just put a new name on it. He literally just wrote his name on the top of Cope's assignment. It was like, here you go. <laughs> How difficult is it to use a dinosaur species name that's already been used? Aren't there only like nine dinosaurs discovered in North America at this time? Yeah, well, like when it's when before the the Bone Wars started. The great dinosaur rush started. There was only nine species in North America, so he must have been pulling shit from like Europe, from Asia, from everywhere, and just like throwing things in. The great dinosaur rush sounds like the most amazing '90s animated film. Oh my god! Like yeah. a fightful goes west. There were a lot of '90s dinosaur-related movies. Land Before Time. Dinosaurs. Isn't wait, was that dinosaur? Well, I, it was like 1999, and that was technically animated. But yeah, we're back. I don't know if you saw that. That's um, some science, time traveling scientist gives dinosaurs sentience. Sapiens. <laughs> Sapiens. Excuse me. Excuse me. I need to get my. De- I need to get the, the the term right when I'm talking about giving dinosaurs the ability to speak. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and like at the end. His rival gets eaten by a bunch of crows. It's wild. I would. It's a wild movie. But you know, going back to the Bone Wars. The Bone, bone Wars. It's definitely like Shock Jock Radio. So I mean, would, um, I'm I'm editing this every time we say Bone Wars. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna put in a sick. <laughs> sick. <laughs> a little, yeah, a little guitar riff. <laughs> So um, they would also regularly pay off reporters to write like hit pieces about each other just constantly because they were both by, by at this time they were both like either wealthy or well respected so they had the money to kind of do this and there's also and nothing else happening this yeah time period yeah there was there was nothing else happening right after the civil war nothing else was happening nothing else <laughs> in the gilded age nothing else happening for white people exactly yeah this was so the this all started in like the 1860s to like the almost the turn of the century was kind of their uh mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse Bless me i just you. sneezed you're gonna have to edit that are you um, kidding that was adorable totally <laughs> so cute. i try to like i don't try to like sneeze it loud so then it even went so far as cope tried to get marsh investigated by congress like, because Cope, like, both worked with the government a lot for geological surveys and things like that. And Cope tried to get Marsh investigated for, like, irreverent spending or something like that by Congress. Really taking it to the next level, like, you humiliated me. I'm going to try and get you thrown in jail. Right. I'm going to try and get you extradited from the U.S. It was bizarre. That's fucking intense. And then the, the creme de la creme, the absolute pinnacle of pettiness. 
they would, um, like I said, they would often use proxies, so they would, like, hire people to go and dig for them because they were wealthy white men, so they had other people to do it for them. But these these crews didn't like each other either because they were constantly being spying on each other, stealing from each other. And so when, when they were out of things to do, they didn't have ways to, like, spy on them and stuff like that, they would literally just throw rocks at each other. Oh my God. <laughs> like, grown men just standing in a pit full of dinosaurs throwing rocks at each other. Classic. That's so good. And that, I feel like, is why this is going to be a great musical. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's this level of petty, it is made for this stage. There's nothing... Nothing as melodramatic as pettiness. Exactly. That scene That scene feels like a Wes Anderson scene to me. Just like <laughs> a, oh, <laughs> like a yeah, wide there's... view, just like in a pit, uh, throwing rocks at each other. They look like tiny little dolls. Yeah, perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> one group's in green, one group's in brown, and they're just throwing rocks at each other wordlessly. I, I also see Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller before that point in the movie where they start to work together, yeah. right? I see those things. You know, I, I see um, – I almost feel like these are two groups of super villains in, like, a Venture <laughs> Brothers. In, like, they're the low grade. Nobody ever pays attention to them, and they're just, like, slap fighting. So are so are we making a musical or a Wes Anderson film? Because I think it could go either way. I think it could go either way. I think that Wes Anderson should make a musical. Yeah. Oh God, has I, that not happened yet. I don't know if there's enough tweed in the world <laughs> for the world tour. Probably. Yeah, I don't think yeah, so. I don't think there'd be enough tweed. Yeah. We'd exhaust all of our supplies. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, fair enough. So, anyways, 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 I I keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> So that's kind of like the brief story of like why this will make a great musical. So mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and jump into it. So I figure we start where these two men first meet. They meet each other in 1864 in Berlin. And so this is kind of like where we're going to get the information about them. So for instance, Marsh, he's a, he's he was known as like being very methodical, introverted, kind of like very by the book scientist. But then becomes this like petty asshole. Yes, yes. I mean, he's like doing all this stuff. So does our story is our story going to follow that like that change? Like is he going to be like super cool at the beginning and then like just a dick at the end? That could be fun. I think I think it might work if we kind of follow both of them because Honestly, Cope makes a better main character because Cope was known as being stubborn, quick-tempered, incredibly charismatic. He didn't actually – crazy fact about Cope, he had a lot of money, not a lot of professional, like, academic experience. He stopped mm-hmm. going to school when he was 16, and then he was just self-taught. He had a bunch of tutors he hired. He would – because he had a lot of money, he would donate to a school so he could go there, or he would get – um like honorary degrees so he could be a professor at a school that he didn't have a, and he didn't even have like a high school diploma and he was a professor because they gave him an honorary master's wow that is so crazy i never heard that ever happen before where rich people pay to go to good school <laughs> <laughs> and not do the work to get into it that's not no you know what normal. we just need to cut it out you know? oh lord <laughs> i will not have you disparage the uh the good name of Dave Coulier. I'm not. He he's the force of good in this moment. <laughs> All right, we're folks. We're cutting it out. All right, folks. This is where Christian and William start talking about references that I don't understand. So I just full house, back. full I, house. I sit back and I say, uh huh. Oh wow, yeah, interesting. <laughs> 
I've seen that before. You you referenced the actress from Full House just now. Me? Yes. Yeah, you. I did that? Yes. Yeah, you did that. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Okay, I knew that. I knew that. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right, you got it, dude. Got it. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Now we're on the same page. So uh, Marsh was like, he was an actual academic. He went to Yale. Um, he wasn't born poor, but he didn't have the money to go to Yale. He was um, bankrolled by his uncle, George Peabody, who, fun fact, is known as the father of philanthropy. Not a, you know, nothing funny to build off of it. I just thought, you know, you should learn something. <laughs> but, so, he, he didn't have Yale money. George Peabody, you know, bankrolled him. And so he was, like, a respected professor. He, he went to Yale, became a professor at Yale. He studied all across Europe. But he was noted, he was noted a lifelong bachelor. And, um... For those of you that may not know this, whenever somebody is a lifelong bachelor or, or a confirmed bachelor in um, the 1800s, that usually means they're gay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's usually a euphemism for they were gay. That just made him a thousand times more interesting, to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I that's like Marsh. this guy. This Marsh. Yes. Yes, yeah. Marsh was okay, a lifelong so, bachelor. So we've got the meaning in Berlin, right? Um, yes. So I, I almost see, I see Marsh like walking in and like talking to someone about this man that he's heard about who has the same interests that he has in bones, right? And we just make it sound as homoerotic as possible. I knew, now, I knew we were going to get back to it. We just now, go that now. route. And then, so then we've got this thing where it, that's the our entrance into the story, right? He's looking for Cope and Cope is this person that like, Oh yeah, everybody knows Cope because he's got all this money he's throwing it around. And then yeah. he walks down the balcony in an elegant gown. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe not the gown. Oh god. So I I like the idea of uh Marsh like asking. He said he's heard about Cope because they're both in they're both in Germany, I think Berlin. Uh, actually, before we get started with all this, how accurate are we trying to make this thing? Not accurate. At all. I, yeah, I think we can use the the fighting scenarios as, like, our points of truth. And then um, the facts that they were these, like, very different personalities. And then everything else we just make the fuck up. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's easy enough. Who's going who's gonna to call us out on that, you know? Nobody knows these people. No, I specifically said it at the beginning of the episode, so it must be true. They're pretty much legends already. They've been dead for a century. Right? Wow. Think about that. Oh. How long have the dinosaurs been dead? Probably more than a century. More than a century, I would guess, yeah. I think it needs it, – it's so full of, like, drama and melodrama that it really needs, like, some fun, I don't know, ballads or something. I think it needs, like, a lot of energy and – I feel like our composer needs to be RuPaul. Oh my god. Yeah, let's just make this I think this needs to be a Bone Wars. Bone Wars. <laughs> this needs to be a gay extravaganza, baby. I think we have absolutely I think it's all gay men's choirs, um, as like our our chorus. 
where are we guys <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's really interesting is uh while while marsh was a lifelong bachelor cope did marry but but this is what uh cope said about his wife um she was described as more of a companion than a lover and um cope literally said that i find her attractive because she's dependable and she's agreeable and it's not so much about what it's the things that make me like her aren't what poets write about so he's basically saying oh yeah she's reliable she's like a 1985 toyota corolla she'll get you where you're going but she's not sexy oh boy yeah so um that uh, that paired with cope being known known as being like pretty uh outspoken ang like he was very stubborn he had a large temper but he had a huge personality um and he was born into a very wealthy family where like marriage was kind of expected those two all of those things kind of coupled together makes me feel like maybe cope oh oh i see what you're saying <laughs> i see what you're saying lovers I mean, yeah, but it just sounds you. like it just sounds like his love language is just like, you know, mundane like things that you do for each other. Yes, but you don't describe your wife as someone that poets don't write about, you know. I mean, back in that day, you probably did. They were just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't love this woman. I needed a kid and like someone to clean my dishes. So what I'm thinking is for this story, we do a kind of under-the-covers kind of gay romance wow. played out in kind of these proxy wars. I think that, sh that, that could be really fun, like, to show this tension um, between the two, because we don't know. And, hey, we don't know, but it's fun. It's fun that way. We, we can start, so do we know, Olivia, you were talking about, a, like, a lot of fun ballads, kind of, like, making it very over-the-top. And I feel like when being over the top things like that it's gonna need to be like a pop musical like not necessarily like full-on like rock of ages like we're just doing a jukebox musical but like the way that the music is written and everything like that is more modern we're not gonna do like an old school um george and ira gershwin kind of thing it's gonna be more up to date is that is that how everybody's feeling i think that makes a lot of sense i mean that's definitely the trend right we've got uh, Hamilton uh, was hip hop. We have uh, one of the most recent shows that can't that is um, just opened up for the second time. Uh, it was closed on its opening day from COVID, uh, which was Six, mm -hmm. which is about the Henry VIII's wives, and it's like a dance. It's so good. It's it's fucking awesome. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So if there's precedent for it, you know, we got that. We got Come From Away, things like that. Um, that we Come can from kind away of... is not from is not a real period piece in the sense that we're talking about. I know, but it's a period. It's something that happened. It is something that happened, but its music comes from the time period that it came from. I guess because it's modern. You're Cause it you're is right. But, no, that's not true. But yeah, we're there... talking about like arena pop, like big like concert pop. Is that what we kind of want? Something like that. I think so. I think big over the top. Like, like chess. Go we want chess. 
like the musical chess, right? Like Not just like chess, oh, two right. men staring at each other for four hours while we pretend well, to know what's going it on. It really sounds like that's what this show is, is two men staring at each other for <laughs> four hours. You're not wrong. So so I like it. So <laughs> And throwing really, rocks. <laughs> so big arena pop. I really like that. I think that's exactly where we want to go with it. So let's go ahead and get started because I'm really excited to get into the nitty gritty because it, it just gets even more ridiculous. Yeah. So they first meet each other. In, uh, in Germany in about 1864, um, Marsh is there studying. He's actually going to school. And Cope is just going around, going to museums, going to different schools because he's got the money to. Mm-hmm. And that's when they first meet. We could do something where they like meet in a bar or they meet in a, uh, a club or maybe even a museum like a, a, a gala or something like that. And they discover, they hit it off, they discover that they uh, they have a lot in common that they they both like a lot of the same things yeah what if they met in a museum like each on one side of the glass or like each on one side of a giant dinosaur skeleton (laughs) they like see each other through the rib cage they're like wow (laughs) you like dinosaurs oh they both reach for the same for the same uh brush to brush off the the dirt at the same time if we're gonna make this like a kind of a romance story that I think we should start it somewhere kind of sexy. Because, you know, like, the whole story, eventually they end up not liking each other. So we have to put, like, the tension in the beginning, right? Because mm-hmm. um, didn't, they, didn't they, like, at the beginning, like, name fossils after each other? Yeah, I, I read that. Yeah, so I wonder, like, what that, <laughs> what those fossils were named. What would it have been? I honestly, I looked and I could not find it. (laughs) They destroyed those. They were like, these are, we can't have evidence of ever being friendly. (laughs) What if we, yeah, what if we started it like in a, in a parlor thing where like white men hang out together and talk about philosophy. Like a a gentleman's club, but Ah. not like a, like a. Like an actual gentleman, gentleman's club, not like the euphemism. Is that what that's called? I don't know. I've was never invited or like a smoking club a lot of times they'll call it that okay a smoking club yeah so they're like they're at a smoking club and they like run into each other and they're like everyone's chatting and just talking about like white men stuff um and then stocks bonds stocks mayonnaise mayonnaise i am discovering a new thing called ranch dressing (laughs) oh my god i'd be in on that conversation actually (laughs) love to talk about ranch i Um, really i really hope i'm after this podcast is over i will look up ranch and see if there's any torrid history that we could make a musical out of (laughs) the hidden valley musical (laughs) i i yeah i think that's just called brigadoon But yeah, so so they're so they're in this <laughs> <laughs> back on track. They're in this gentleman's club and like I think it'd be so like sexy if they're like chatting and then like all the other people kind of fade away and then we have like this like time lapse of them just like they've been talking for a long time about their little dinosaurs and then they maybe like we fade into like them naming naming their fossils after each other. And they have like this very intimate, <laughs> this intimate night together. I think that I think that it's important that they never kiss, though. Yeah, exactly. And they're always yeah. six inches away from each other. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. It's mo- it's mostly just like them. Like there's 
some kind of bond created in that night. But this right? is this is going to be a very sexy song. Uh-huh. Very sexy. About about fossils. Even their angry songs. I imagine that the song where they start to drift apart is called Bone to Pick. Oh yeah, it's it's full right. of, full of just bone on Kondra everywhere. Bone to pick with you. So, <laughs> so Olivia, I love that. I love the idea of like the very kind of sweet, intimate, like really, really endears us to them, and then they fall apart. And how do we want to depict that they fall apart? Because they never, as they learned more about each other, as Marsh learned that Cope wasn't really a scientist and Cope learned that Marsh was a little too stuffy, they started to kind of, like, disagree with each other's methods a lot. Mm-hmm. So how do we want to depict that? Well, I think I think the big m- way might be, like, let's, let's just pretend that they were, like, working together to, like, do fossils, and then Cope just started going off and, like, joining, like, the U.S. Geological Survey team. That works, because they did work together a little bit, and they discovered that they did not work well together. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, we have a scene where they, like, they work together, um, and then Cope is like, nah, fuck this, you're too restrictive. Or s- maybe it's like that, like, Marsh is trying to tell Cope what to do, and Cope doesn't like being told what to do. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd like to throw in there that I did some research on their zodiac signs. Marsh is a Scorpio, and Cope is an Aries. So just for our uh, Zodiac-interested readers, listeners out there, um, that might inform you a little bit about What What does that make them dinosaur-wise? Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, what kind of dinosaurs are they? Oh, man. these. Okay, so this blog is all out of order. They do not have our Zodiac signs in order, so it's kind of hard to find. What dicks? I know. What did I say? An Aries and a Scorpio. They sound like a bunch yes, of tourists. Yes, Marsh was a... Yeah, yeah, Aries and Scorpio. Putting everything out of order. Okay, Scorpio is a Triceratops. Oh, that's a good dinosaur. Bold and determined. Which they discovered. Oh, Oh, wow. They tend to take the lead when the opportunity arises. They can be a bit skeptical at times, but they're generally good at dealing with others. Okay, interesting. That's how I would describe a Triceratops. And then, yeah. Okay, and (laughs) yeah, right. Um, And then an Aries is a Velociraptor. Oh. So uh, people with the Aries sign always seek to be at the heart of some form of action. The, the Velociraptor can determine, understand the desire to keep moving. Their ferocious pack hunters are fleet-footed and always eagerly searching for the next hunt. Wow. They are just, they just got the two, two of the coolest dinosaurs. I know. I'm jealous. So that, mm, now, now I'm, yeah, now I'm going to be, now I'm going to be happy that they lost their fortunes because they got the coolest dinosaurs. <laughs> let's uh let's just trade it out and make them actually dinosaurs in musical and they're looking at um human People. bones. <laughs> we can't do we can't have every musical be about monsters as much Why? as I want it to be. Don't do not get me wrong. That is the only thing I want in this world is a bunch of musicals about monsters. But like we got to do something a little different before we go back to the kaiju. Fine. We have to. I think it would be a little too confusing anyway, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, people wouldn't get the metaphor. Okay. So, so well, they have be mixing Planet of the Apes a bit <laughs> yeah. with this story. Yeah. So they they work together. They they find out they don't like each other. Maybe that's a song in there. Mm-hmm. And then Cope uses his money and I don't know if that I don't even know if that that's like what it is. I think it's like 
Um, maybe it's not that they don't like each other. Maybe it's like Marsh is just better at it. Oh, yeah. So Cope tries, like, he always has his whole life. He uses his money to get his influence. He goes in, right? And he is able to, like, join up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's able to join with the geological survey team, which lets him, like, go to the U.S. and, like, find more bones. And yeah. Marsh, uh, that's when Marsh is like, well, you know what? Fuck it. And he starts sending spies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So now he's got spies in Cope's like team, and at this point yeah. they're not really together, right? Yeah, because they they stopped working together at that point, right? Like, yeah, they had in in real life they had stopped work. They tried working together once, literally yeah. just once, and they they just started to hate each other after that. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Um. And at this point, I think that we just start getting into, like, all of the different things that they've done. And we don't, um, I don't think we even need to frame them. I think that we just have these scenes happening one right after another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that they have, like, these henchmen, too, because it, it's kind of fun that they never, like, are actually in the same room with each other after they work together once and then refuse to, like, yeah. be around each other anymore. And they have, like, these workers now who are spies and like throwing rocks at each other and stuff (laughs) and that's just like i guess we can just like determine that it's mostly one dig site or like we just signify that it's a dig site and you can kind of change the business of like the stuff that's in the dig site you can change but the dig site is going to look the same most of the time sure so that way we're not having to like Mm -hmm. move giant set pieces we don't want to put a big sign out on the stage that just says <laughs> Arkansas dig site. Uh, <laughs> North Dakota dig site. <laughs> they just change. They flip a page over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just kind of flip pages. It's one of those big, like, uh, one of those big uh, sticky note, uh, sticky note pads. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting some right. real yeah. flashbacks to children's theater. <laughs> um, real flashbacks to the, to the <laughs> educational theater scene. Yeah, I think we should blur the lines between this being a oh, really good. sexy musical and also a very oh, educational a sexy kids <laughs> musical. That's exactly what we need right now. <laughs> <laughs> so putting that aside, putting a pin in the sexy kids musical. I mean, isn't so, that just the SpongeBob musical? Okay, sure. I mean. God, did you see his calves? <laughs> oh man. I can't I can't engage in this. I am not like you, William Seller. I can't put my reputation on the line like this. That actor's calves. <laughs> okay. Oh god. So now I gotta look it up. So we find so so we find out <laughs> that Marsh has sent in spies to Cope's camp. What's the best part about this is, like, this is where I feel like we really get a great petty scene out of it. One of the spies who's, like, spying on him, who's also working for Marsh, accidentally sends some bones to Cope instead of Marsh, like he's supposed to. But instead of keeping them, Cope sends them back with a very, with a letter. Didn't Marsh publish Cope's fossil? Yes. Yes, Marsh published Cope's fossils, but Cope didn't publish Marsh's fossils. 
Money Guy's got some integrity. Oh. Yeah, Money Guy has some integrity, and like I feel like that's a really fun scene where he's writing a letter to Marsh, like a song where he's writing a letter to Marsh about, mm-hmm. um, about like, hey, I got this package. I got this package on accident. I think this belongs to you, kind of thing. Like very, very like passive aggressive and angry. And I think that really kind of like ratchets up how much they dislike each other. And yeah. then that's when they. It's called I don't want your package. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's when, and we can do like either before actually, we could do this before or after that scene is when we get the Marsh was actually stealing publication from Cope. Like, because Cope, because they were both really, really quickly trying to get dinosaurs out there. They just, just get the dinosaurs out as quickly as they could. And so they were describing them really poorly. And using na- and like and because Cope wasn't formally trained, he was using names that were already taken. Marsh wasn't because Marsh knew, mm-hmm. and so they would maybe send in the same skeleton with two different names, and Marsh would get the credit because his skeleton was named correctly. <laughs> and that just like really ratchets <laughs> up the pettiness and the anger, like because they probably knew what each other was finding because they had spies all over the place. Totally. And like I feel like mm-hmm. that's a fun little thing to throw in there. Maybe that's even with that letter is we have that cope um cope talks about him stealing marsh is constantly stealing from him but he will not st- i will not steal from you because i'm a better man even though i want to touch you in the night yeah i like this like balance of their they both have like these little shining qualities but ultimately oh yeah oh yeah and it, it, and, just, and then like, um this is the the part that i, I between you, between the three of us, I think we need to decide if we include it, because Marsh, Marsh wanted to look on the Sioux, the Sioux tribe's um, land for fossils, so he struck a deal with the leader of the tribe that if he mm. were to dig there, he would pay them for whatever he found, and he would lobby on behalf of the Sioux nation to the U.S. government for better treatment. But instead of paying, Marsh in his own words, loaded up carts full of fossils and slipped away in the middle of the night. Uh, of course he did. Of course he did. Do we want that as a scene? I I think it might be getting, like, too off of the main track. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to throw in a bunch more. Yeah, but I also don't want to, like, whitewash. That's true. I feel like if we make the song, the show more about their descent or more about Marsh's descent, okay, just make him a bad guy, making him more and more of a bad guy. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I think that's a great idea. You know, obviously, it it would be easier for us not to tell that part of the story. As we said, we didn't want to be historically accurate, but there is a point of like. Gosh, how how many times has that yeah. happened? Let's not be another another group. I think we have to have yeah. it in there, even though it's not funny. Yeah, and it really like we. This is when we because the the previous song of Marsh of Cope sending the letter to Marsh kind of starts making him mm-hmm. a bad guy, and then we yeah. just really reinforce it with this scene. And now and now it becomes okay. and it becomes okay. A, I like a, that a story of him becoming more and more successful being worse and worse right as we're following cope just like blundering yeah Mm -hmm. but still trying to do somewhat the right thing (laughs) 
Poor Cope had a lot of heart. Yeah. He had a lot of heart. Like, you know, he really he really gave it his all out there, left it all out on the field. A lot of energy, a lot of heart, uh, just not a lot of brains, maybe? Yeah. There's some there. Not a, not a whole lot of brains. That's what happens when you focus mm-hmm. on the bone, you know, on bones. Yeah, when you're too focused on the bone, <laughs> yeah. you, you lose a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So after this, after this... You know, this real, real heel turn mm-hmm. by Marsh, or like this real slope that he's starting to slip down. This is where things, I think, this is like where things start to really, really get bad in their relationship. Like it was already bad, but this is getting, it's getting pretty rough. Uh, because there's, there's a man who happens to find a fossil while he's just like out for a walk. Because apparently out in the Old West, people were just like stubbing their toes on, you know, velociraptor skulls. I don't know. Wow. And he he sent a letter to Marsh. But Marsh, being the jerk that he was, didn't respond. It took him forever to respond. And so then so then uh the guy was like, "Fine, I'll send a letter to Cope." He sent a letter to Cope. Cope responds right away. And mm. he's already on his way by the time Marsh responds to the guy. Cope steals this um this this excavation site away from Marsh because Marsh was being careless. And then Cope um, Cope received another letter from somebody who found even more bones. And Marsh found out about that, again, because of all of the underhanded spies. But when Marsh tried to... So then Marsh tried to hire um, Cope's, like, lead excavator away from him, and Cope... W- and, and Mar- and Cope's like excavator wouldn't do it. The guy's name was Lucas. He, Lucas wouldn't do it because he knew Marsh was so bad at paying people. Uh. Like, because Marsh had the money, but he would forget, and yeah. because wow. he was always so worried about the science of it, he would forget to pay well, people. Well, we could also make a point of being like it's also because he didn't, you know, pay the Sioux Nation, and we can really like push it on that. That's true too. So I think him fucking over the Sioux Nation needs to be our act break. Oh, okay. As we have this descent of Marsh losing more and more digs, and that be our story. So that our moral is when you fuck with uh, the native people, you don't win. And eventually your <laughs> life explodes. Because that's what we should have been learning, right? Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. Cool with the act break right there. Okay, so then we act after he leaves in the middle of the night. We get that act break. Then... Uh, that's when we get the the letters, and I figure this is all one long scene, one long scene, one long song, where they're writing. They get the letters. They're writing the letters. Cope's trying. Marsh is trying to catch up with Cope because Cope is winning. And then, unfortunately, when things seem the worst, Marsh actually gets a letter from two men named Reed and Carlin, saying that they found a lot of bones in this place called the Como Bluff. But Marsh, being the jerk that he is. St- strikes a deal with them. And I figure that's a song, because they actually say they felt like they were bullied into this yeah. deal. They didn't like the deal that they gave him, but they were bullied into it. And because they were bullied into it, they started leaking their findings to the press, so that way oh. Cope would find out. Yeah. Like, straight up, like, like th- this is actually, like, written down, like, they started doing stuff wow. to spite yeah. Marsh because of how bad of a guy he was. Yeah, and so I feel like that's a really like the negotiation song, and then they have then we have Reed and Carlin kind of deliberating and uh, deciding, you know, like they're meeting with somebody, and and also then later we do find out that Cope sent a spy to 
get the information from Reed and Carlin, but they were also pretty loose with their information because right, uh, course, they yeah. were not happy with Marsh. Cope was actually sending people to steal fossils away from Marsh. Like in the middle of the night, he was trying to get them to steal them. They called them bone rustlers. <laughs> Just thought that was a fun. We can. Ha that was a fun oh, thing yeah. to say. It's yeah, a fun series of words to say. Wrestler, wrestler, or bone wrestler. And so. Oh, okay. Wrestler, <laughs> like they're rustling cattle. And so, like, and it just gets it gets so messy. And then because they keep going back and forth, and this is where it actually gets a little where we get like the full comeuppance for both of them. Because they're constantly fighting and they're, they have so many spies going back and forth, and they're in the same place now. This is the first time that they've kind of both been in the same area, like their men have been in the same area. Things start to implode. The men start fighting with each other. They go from one camp to the other. They fight within each other. Marsh and Cope are constantly trying to hire new people to work, and people just keep leaving. And, like, it gets cold because yeah. they're in North Dakota, and they're like, screw this, we're out just kind of implodes on him and I feel like that's a big do you think that would be a, a good big song like a big dramatic song like a chorus number of yeah. all these people saying like we've had enough no, this or maybe this is the bone group. to pick song <laughs> much better much better this is why you're in charge of the music this is why the special guests are in charge of the music just Excuse gotta me. clarify it <laughs> just gotta clarify he's replaceable at all times he's on thin ice at all so this is like the, the Skeleton Crew song, and they all leave. And this is when the, the downslide really happens, because once they leave, by then it's the late 1880s, or mid to late 1880s, and the Bone Wars, the Great Dinosaur Rush, no longer popular, no longer in the news. And because they were no longer in the news, Cope loses all of his funding. Because that's what he was there for. He was big, he was dramatic, he was flamboyant. He was That's where he was getting his funding from. And that wasn't happening. <laughs> so, dries up. I figure that's a that's a scene. And um, What about Marsh? By the end of this, Marsh was completely out of money because like, he was getting funding and stuff. But then by the end of the Bone Wars, other, other better-funded third parties were coming in. And I feel like that's the, that's, like, the Marsh comeuppance. We should have, like... Mr. Peabody as a ghost to come in <laughs> come in at the end of you like <laughs> <laughs> and then it yeah. becomes it becomes a Christmas carol yeah. yes and we just start the musical all the way over why did you waste my life savings on bones oh <laughs> I can see right through you it's another another skeleton skeleton <laughs> I guess how do we put a cap on this? Cuz that's it's it's like a pretty contained story of like craziness and spies and like good song like the, and I'm and I want to talk about the songs after cuz I think that's what's going to make this. But how do we put a cap on this? What 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 should be the ending? I mean, I'm partial to the ghost thing, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, like isn't there like a weird thing where like Cope challenged Marsh to like a fucking skull measuring contest? Oh, yeah. Like, he dies, and he's like, I challenge Marsh oh, to, when he dies, have his skull measured, too. <laughs> what was that supposed to accomplish? To show who's, like, smarter, because we're at a time period in which people believed your skull size had something to do with it. I think we should have, okay, so this <laughs> moment should be, like, I think we should wrap it up as, like, they come together finally after all these years apart and, like, fighting each other 
by proxy or whatever. Um, they come back together at Cope's deathbed. And there's like almost a really beautiful moment where they're like almost about to confess that they love each other. And then Cope is like, measure your brain <laughs> before you die. <laughs> I want to see if I'm <laughs> smarter than you or who's smartest. And then. <laughs> yeah. He, well, yeah, exactly. He does something where like they look like they're about to come together and Cope or and, and Cope just can't let it go. Yeah. He has to try and be better in some way. And it and it just sours the relationship and then Marsh once again. Pulls the ivy. <laughs> Marsh. Oh Marsh shit! You said like on his, like he pulls the plug. No, just kidding. He doesn't do that. He's not that bad. <laughs> no, but they both end their lives with nobody. Nobody. Yes. Nobody knows. <laughs> exactly. So, so we have the ending. So we have the ending like they try to they try to reconcile at the very end when Cope is when Cope is like he, maybe that's when he sees that like Cope is alone by himself and this is the first time we see them in the quarry together. Marsh tries to extend well, or Cope like they they try to reconcile they can't reconcile and then that's when Cope dies. End of show. Now I think what's going to really carry this because it's a really interesting story. But we need some good music to push it through because it can get kind of dense, especially because it's about science stuff. Like we need some good, good songs. So, what were you two thinking? Like, what were let, let's say, what are the five song types? Like, what are the five mm -hmm. songs that you think this meets? Well, we've got to have our entrance song, mm -hmm. which is kind of our introductory song to Martian and and Cope. Um, this is and... like okay. that song from Frozen where uh, Anna. And... Do you want to build a snowman? No, the one where she meets the guy and they're like, "Do you finish each other's sandwiches?" Oh, um, love is an open door. Love is an open yes. door. <laughs> not today. Not like the the song at the beginning. I don't remember. For the first time. For the first. Is that the ice one? Forever. Oh, yeah. No, I think that Cope. I think that Cope has a song where he's like boisterous about how great he is. Like that's how the show starts. Okay. Mm. Right. It's this like very much like it's Marsh coming into the room and it's like, I'm looking for this guy, and I think the song is called "Can't Cope with It." Oh God. Um, <laughs> okay. And and it's very much like, you know, it it's it follows along the lines of like, um, if any of our listeners have heard the show something rotten i feel like cope starts the show like like william shakespeare uh and it's just like you know he has a song called it's like hard to be a bard and mm -hmm. it's like this whole like you know dynamic of like you can't cope with how great i am oh yeah like okay <laughs> that's great i like that so we've got right. that so we've got their intro song do we do they need to have like the get together kind of love in, in in that love song, do they get together and fall apart all at once? I think that they do. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think that the song has to be called Dynamite. <laughs> Not every song can be a pun, William. I, I know it, it doesn't have to be. I mean, with be. William, every song can be a pun. <laughs> every song <laughs> can to. be a pun. 
But it works perfectly because <laughs> it's about how explosive their relationship is. No, I, I understand why the pun works. I'm just saying we don't <laughs> need it. Okay, let's just go well, with it. Well, it could just be called dynamite. It doesn't actually have to be dynamite. <laughs> but they pronounce, when they sing dynamite, they pronounce it dynamite. It's like a, <laughs> we go full disco in that moment. Just randomly disco. Okay, I, I love the. No, might. <laughs> it's die. No, might. <laughs> oh yeah, lord! Exactly. So we've got their um, come together, fall apart song. I think named that, dynamite. Well, their fall apart song is obviously extinction. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're getting so upset. That this is fucking gold. Is this? Is this? I thought we were saying it's all in one song. Well, wouldn't there be like the dynamite is explosive, so it's dangerous. So they're like, no, yeah, we're not gonna be around each other. Yeah, I think we've got a reprieve. Like it's a reprieve situation. I think to go extinction so fast is maybe a little too fast. You know. I think maybe extinction's the last song. Maybe right? so. Yeah, because he dies. That's a little. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little morbid, but I like it. The song that I and like we already said, the skeleton crew. That's the song. That's the crew song. That's like our chorus song. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We're actually working on the on the digs. Yeah. Right. Uh. Um, that one's really good. Which one? I like that. Bone to pick. The skeleton crew. Now, bone to pick. Because you said you had bone to pick, but which one would that be? Would that be the one where Cope sends the letter to Marsh about uh, returning his dinosaur bones? I think so. I think that it really is like uh, that 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 part. Yeah. yeah. And what would that be like? Um, what would Bone to pick be? So it'd be like angry. It'd be loud. Yeah. Like, is it is it a ballad? Is it or or is it like a um or is it like really fast is it like full of tension is it like right before maybe like this is our inciting thing because like cope is like i'm better than you because i'm better than you because i'm not like doing underhanded shit is this what happens right before um the sioux nation shit uh it's close enough that we could do that yeah like we can put it there right we can put it in yeah and it can be like this really like kind of like faster he's just like listing off like reasons that he's better than him. yeah that marsh is a dick yeah yeah I, i'm better than you i like that i like that okay cope with it and then <laughs> then in the scene with the sioux nation i mean that's just a, that's just a shitty scene marsh is just a shitty person i think that i think that we don't have music there i think we let that thing be yeah as yeah real as possible yeah um i agree or maybe maybe uh, like do we i don't know like that song could be like in the night um well, i figured this could be like the dance the big dance number I mean, it would be very, like, it would definitely have music underscoring it that really, like, shows, like, that, that gives us the feeling of uneasiness and that it's not good. Yeah. And I think ending it in silence with this, like, pillaged place, and then the act ends. I like it. Right. I think that, yeah. I think, think that works yeah. as, like, a kind of a sobering moment to a silliness, to a bit of a silly show. You need, you need, you need ebbs and flows. You need peaks and valleys. Sure. Um, you know, then they come back. They there's the there's the song where they they're 
the song where all three of those letters happen, where it's like Cope and Marsh are battling to, you know, get the bones first right at the beginning of the act. That's kind of where we set those. Uh, does Arthur Lakes get a song? Ooh. Or is it just going to mainly be our two guys? Well, I think um, Arthur, I, I'm, they might be in the song. Like the people that, the other people that are writing the letters are in the song. Uh-huh. And I think it's just mostly it's 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 like a four person, and then um, that's just what I was thinking of it. Yeah. Because I I think that would be cool to have like the people that like discover the bones in there, but it's mostly about uh, Marsh and it's mostly about Marsh and Cope. And then Marsh and Cope have the I mean Marsh meets with Reed and Carlin, and that's when they. Uh, that's when he kind of bullies them into their contract, and that's what leads us into Skeleton Crew. Mm-hmm. The reprise. Yeah. yeah. The full, yeah, the, the Skeleton Crew where everyone leaves. Now, whenever, like, the Bone Wars are over, and that's kind of like we described that, like, Cope is lost, his, Cope's funding dries up, Marsh is struggling more and more to keep up because more and more people are there. That's the song, like, what would we call it, like, New Era, if we're going with the pun? You oh. haven't even heard my best idea. What's your what best idea? That? My best idea is that there is a dream sequence <laughs> in which Marsh has a nightmare uh-huh. um, being tormented by uh, dinosaurs all singing like uh, very like da 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 <laughs> right? Like just like this huge thing and it's called the Tyrannochorus. Oh my god. <sighs> Olivia, remind me to book a different special guest for next week. Okay, oh, got come it. On. <laughs> Guys. William, you've had your chance. This is strike three. This is strike four. Okay, sure. Why don't we just throw that in there, too? That sounds great. Where would that go, William? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where would that go? <laughs> act two, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, as okay. He, as he struggles with his decisions to steal from the Sioux Nation. <laughs> I feel like he didn't struggle that much, to be honest. No. <laughs> I think I, I, I think that he did. I think that he made the decision to do it to not pay. And then realized that, like, he needed to at least do something to not be, like, a complete asshole. And that's why he eventually goes to Congress and actually does what he kind of said he would do, which was, like try to get them treated better he's yeah but how do we how do we throw that into this musical that's a big (laughs) well you know i don't think we should i don't think he deserves to be um, (laughs) (laughs) so let's just infer it you know just like highly infer that that he had a change of heart (laughs) no i think his change of heart is at the end like when cope is dying and he's just there and he just has like that (laughs) moment where it's just like you know i wish you know i wish that things had been different that we hadn't like fought with one another you know i really thought i was too stupid yeah you are more stupid prove it (laughs) i wish that i knew what i know now (laughs) when i was younger you know that song that's in uh without a paddle did you just reference without a paddle (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think that like I, I think that we are kind of like and then at the end obviously the last song is extinction right yeah 
I had a thought, and it was just like while we were talking about the music and the songs, do we want to have a little bit of a, not a redemption, but a kind of showing where they're at. In that final song, Marsh walks in and sees Cope's skull, like skeleton or skull on a pedestal, and he's just reading, singing this letter out to Mar uh, out to Cope. But we do, I think we do need a, a way to show that like he's out of money and he's destitute too. Like his, he's out of money and so is his reputation. And like uh, he spent his well, reputation. Yeah, and his we money. have we have the we have that scene like in a, where like the skull is in a museum, and nobody recognizes. Yeah, him. yeah. So there's like a kid that comes right. up and they're like, "Why this skull in this box?" And then Marsh walks up and he's like, "Let let me tell you." <laughs> And th and that's extinction, you know. You go by the wayside. Yeah, I love it. Someone will find us later. Yeah, I I like that. I think Damn. that's a, a great ending. Very uplifting Man. show. <laughs> Very uplifting show. It's this. That's what makes this hard. Like I feel like we got the show. We've got a great show with a uh, that I feel like ends the way it needs to end. Okay. I really like that. It is unfortunate though that they discovered. Over 136 new species of dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do we need to say that but somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to say, like, do we say history is complicated? Does it matter? I, th I don't think that we necessarily need to say it. No. I think that, and, and it's something that can be fit into songs really, really interestingly, I think. Um, but, you know, it's important to think about the contexts we can put this in. You know, Hamilton obviously does like one of the best jobs at it, right? Yeah. It chooses something that it, it recontextualizes something that has a lot of bad parts, and and while people are, but people are still going back to it now. People are going back to it now, after the Disney movie. There were there were talks that started happening. Um, yeah. Between people that were like, you know, this isn't this doesn't work either, um, and. I don't think that that makes it not worthwhile. I don't think that that makes this story either something that shouldn't be told because how are we telling it? We're telling it that these guys are just dicks that only cared about themselves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? We're not we're not romanticizing these people in that way other than our huge homoeroticism. <laughs> we're um, romanticizing them together. Yes. Yeah. So well, we're not romanticizing what they did. And we're not hiding it necessarily, not the bad stuff. That's true, but I, I think in order to really kind of, like, obviously we're going to show that and everything, but really what needs to sell this is, like, a, a song that just, like, knocks it out of the fucking park. Which is the song that we would that we would play to get this produced? Um, I think the song that we would play to get this produced would probably be Skeleton Crew. I was thinking the same thing. I really like the idea of Skeleton Crew because it just, it invokes such an interesting image and an interesting sound that I think would be really, really fun. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do something where it's more focused on the two main characters, like Bone to Pick. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> we'll take the one that's song that's that the would... chorus song. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a song about like them falling apart. The thing but... is, I think that Skeleton Crew is a lot larger of a song, and maybe we weren't on the same page with that. Uh, for me, like Skeleton Crew, is this song that includes them, and it's uh, at least the first time that it shows up. Mm -hmm. When it reprises, it's a little bit different, but in that first time it shows up, 
it's the skeleton crew talking about them and all the fucking bullshit they're doing to each other. Oh, okay, right. Right, it's like, and we're the skeleton crew that deals with it. Like, Okay. Yeah, so they know. all have these, like, separate people doing their little verses about, like, here's what we're blah, 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 this ours. Exactly. We're yeah. spies. And then they join in for a chorus of whatever. We're spies! <laughs> oh, okay, we're well spies! That's... I love it. Thank you for describing it, William. Um, that is great. So you go ahead and write that for us. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And uh, thanks. So goodbye, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Hey again, thank you for listening to We Wrote the Book. If you liked what you heard, give us a like on Spotify. Thanks.